You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Now plug yourself in the ass. It's the time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. You're like a press release or anything. Yeah, like but that. I read it because I'm a professional. Fuck, I love this guy. Fesh. This is our third episode of the Go Friend Yourself podcast series. Right? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I thought that was the intro. I was like, <laughs> no, 100%. This is how we okay. yeah, we're recording. We don't, I mean. You just always record. Andy, we record Andy, that whole. Andy's listened to the episode. There, yeah. you, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just to, jump right in. to one whole episode. One whole episode. Know. Right. He, knows. Right. he knows how it was. You ever listen to True Adventurers? You told me about it. I <laughs> <laughs> got him. I, like, it's, it sucks so bad, but there's so many podcasts that I just, like, cannot listen to like not 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 for content just for time yeah no, i like, get it i totally get that i i i discovered uh i used to i used to be able to listen to podcasts at work and then my job got like slightly more complex and you can't that like i can't anymore. even listen to music with lyrics yeah. like i just like i put on music all the time so i started listening to a lot of like jazz yeah. and like <laughs> instrumental Trance. and i don't blame you everyone and their mom has a podcast now, yeah, so yeah it's, it's true no yeah, but that's yeah, it yeah. but like but i but if i'm listening to a podcast at work i'll just be like typing 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 and then i'll just like stop I'm like, oh, 20 <laughs> minutes went by, and I was not working. I was just listening yeah. to this podcast. Keith didn't have a stroke today, yeah, which exactly. is a really yeah. hot episode of NPR. <laughs> so joining us right now, Dimitri and Andy from Precinct. Hey, hey. From Something Toe. I can't remember. It's Little Toe Entertainment, and that was because I was originally going to do a show, and uh, everybody, everybody and their mom told me I wasn't going to get into the French because I was on the waiting list. Right. So I stopped writing it. Right. It was going to be like a play about Sasquatch. So nice. You put so that two, two together. Play about cops, which yeah. totally fits too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A little toe, because I mean, I guess cops are gumshoes. Hey, there Listen, it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're Keith. a real. You're a real gumshoe yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so you guys are here to uh, plug. Precinct. We're here to plug ourselves. Yeah, Precinct is uh, the show we're doing. Improvisational uh, cop show. Improv- improvised uh, cop story. So right. like, it's kind of based off of like uh, True Detective okay. or some of those like darker cop gritty shows, but also has a bit of everything in there like the Cobra and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lethal 80s, Weapon, 80s Hills cop shows. Basically, the the premise is like. You know, we have some set characters, so Dimitri and I play partners. Right. Uh, Dimitri plays John Calgary, kind of like the bad boy, hot shot cop, and I'm detective. That's barely acting. Yeah, and then I'm detective <laughs> Carl Boucher, the more strung up, you know, by the books kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Jason uh, Grimmer, our co-star, he's playing uh, Captain Bill Garber, who's our the captain of the precinct, uh, wonderful stepfather of five, <laughs> all around great guy, yeah. but really rides us hard and solving yeah, those murder yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. So every every show basically we come up with a based off an audience suggestion we come up with a a murder that has happened and we have to solve it that's right, right. and i guess uh and i mean you have a, a variety of special guests who are going to be joining you oh guys. man yeah i, I don't want to presume too much but i guess some of them are going to be bad guys uh it could be they, anybody they, they could be, be any cops yeah. they can be in the in the past we had westmount cops come in <laughs> who are the evildoers of the yeah. south yeah and then we had uh we had garbage men we had other fellow cops forensics anybody witnesses and any, yep. any other character that's needed for the story they'll they'll jump in and, and kind of take those those characters over yeah right so the only i guess the only real defined characters would be you guys would be the two cops and 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 so all that to say is yeah it's an improvised narrative but we've kind of developed with the help of uh, brent skagford this format that is really structured so takes these tropes that we've kind of like got ourselves familiar with and the audience will be familiar with but at the same time has an improvised uh quality to it so it'll be different every night keeps us fresh keeps the audience fresh so they're kind of watching being like i know this story but i'm still on my on the edge of my seat because I'm still trying to figure out where the fuck it's well, yeah, going to go. There's, yeah, there's, there are those tropes. Like I was once at uh, – I went to like a Comic-Con and they had uh, 
J. Michael Straczynski, the guy who wrote uh, Changeling, and he wrote Mm -hmm. uh, Babylon 5, and he wrote all these things, and he was talked about being a writer, just, like, trying to get a job and, like, writing for TV and stuff, and he was, like, like, he's like, what advice do you have for, like, writers and stuff? He's like, write a script that, like, applies in multiple places, and where he got started was cop shows. He was like, it was the 80s, and there were so many cop shows. So he was just sort of like, he's like, I recycled scripts and sent them to 20 different cop shows. And then one of them would pick him up, and he would just sort of like just change the names or whatever because yeah. there are those those tropes and those rules of cop shows. Yeah, so I mean anyone who's seen CIS has seen the opening scene where it's like fishmongers. Yeah, it's all procedural, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we try to we try to do those tropes, but try to find fresh ways to do them. Yeah, obviously. and with these characters that we're kind of kind of building over time, and every show characters change slightly, but like we find different things that we like about them and. You know things we don't like about. Yeah, and, and I think another big thing is uh, it's a Montreal show, man. Oh, yeah. It all takes place in the plateau, which in our mythos and our world is that the plateau is the scummiest neighborhood <laughs> in all of North America. Which it is. It is. Oh, crime <laughs> right? ridden. Crime. Good luck trying to get your yeah. bagel tomorrow, Martin. You're going to see all the murders coming here. Exactly. You're going to see all the problems in it. now that we told you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, so we're really playing yeah. with those landmarks because I mean, Dimitri yeah. and I are, are natives, and uh, Jason's lived here for almost ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really like having fun with those local. You know Montreal spots. Yeah. It kind of makes the show also very a Montreal thing. And pe- when people come to see it, they just love like, those like w- us using you know the mountain or like Saint Joseph. There's a corpse strung up on the cross. There you go. And we had tenth one this month. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many. We had this one scene at Saint Peter Bagel where I, I, it was pretty. I think it was just ten minutes of me yelling at the guy <laughs> behind the counter, uh, and it, we we loved it. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, that and like I can't tell you how many like i don't haven't seen that many montreal shows montreal based shows yeah. something that takes place in montreal taking the culture and it's a bilingual show andy and i know how to speak french and mm-hmm. we bring it in as much as we can and uh so does jason but he, butch- <laughs> he butchers it uh but with that being said we, we bring it in because it's it's part of being uh, being a montreal right? exactly. it's like, yeah. like anglos just shoving their way through french as part that's, of living in montreal it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there. a real language yeah. uh i have a question did either of you guys ever do um like Quebec improv games like QIG stuff. No, actually, no. so Dimitri and I have only been doing improv oh. for a year now. Okay. Uh, um, Dimitri did a little bit more before I did, but uh, we're pretty new to the whole thing. Okay. Uh, to begin with, but uh, definitely like the Canadian improv games too were, yeah. were something that kind of happened here and then has kind of died down since. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I wouldn't say that it's. Uh, yeah. So first, first of all, I answer your question. No, we haven't. Right. But uh, it's not something that comes up a lot in the Anglo improv scene here. Right. Well, I, I guess because I, I I used to. Yeah. Uh, I competed at the QIG two thousand one or so. And what you guys were talking about the cop show is there was a um, there's an event because it's different events and you're scored yeah. on them. But there was a style event, and one of the things that you would be scored on was like using tropes and stuff of a particular mm, style so you could do like gothic horror or yeah. like western gotcha. or like children's cartoon or yeah. whatever and i don't think i had seen a cop show but as soon as you guys were talking about that i was like yeah it's like a like a long form style event pretty because, much yeah. yeah like you still are exploring it and telling a story like uniquely from within it but you're like it's in the rules of a cop show yeah and you guys have obviously put this on before We've, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well i was just gonna say just to answer this it's like i think the anglo community especially uh the Anglo improv community here in Montreal is a lot more narrative based. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of short form going on, right. and there. Uh, I think it's a it's a real shame because it's you know the biggest part of improv everywhere else in North America. Yeah. But for some reason in Montreal, it's all narrative. 
Um, and with that being said, I think it has a huge uh, appeal. We've, like uh, we were about to say, we have put on this show like twice now and uh, mm-hmm. to sold out audiences and people really kind of eat up this whole uh, narrative story. This improvised yeah. story seems to be really popular. But really, like, I mean, we both love short form when we can do it. Uh, yeah. We don't do much of it, but yeah. when we do it, it really does apply to this show, too, because it's. The, the show ends up going off the rails and have, like us having fun with these characters and yeah. these situations. So those short form scenes are, are kind of, uh, yeah, I would love to do more short form. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. We all say the same shit. I've, do, I've had, had this conversation so many times. With people are out of town. They're like, man, I would love to do short form. And all the teachers too. They all say the same thing. Would love to do short form. Well, who's no going to teach it? No not me. On, I'm not a short yeah, form gal. No <laughs> I'm not a short form gal. There's yeah, like one at Montreal Improv right now. So, so that's the yeah, that's the whole thing. I think it's. I love it. Like I, said, I mean, back back when I was doing it, I, mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it because, like you said, you have like that whole. You guys obviously are probably dealing with it on a much, much, much bigger scale. But like to t- to have a beginning, middle, and end, and be like, and I'm going to lock this into five minutes, and mm-hmm. I have ninety seconds to, not even I think maybe sixty seconds, maybe even thirty. It was very fast. And plus oh, the yeah. pressure of them scoring you and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, but no, but you're, no, but you're like exactly. And yeah. there's a score. You know, and it's like and it's a real score. It's, it's not a sport. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like a weird like whose line is it anyway situation. You're like no, like the winner goes on to actual like. Further yeah. competition and stuff, but yeah, I just remember those like those moments of like you just like hit the huddle and you're like you have thirty seconds oh, to be team. like yeah, yeah, to yeah. be like like you you you're this character you're this character oh, what's wow, your beginning okay, what's yeah. your middle what's your end boom 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 I didn't know you guys like had to pre plan it too like that's that's interesting well, I, I've heard strange rules of like everyone has to play a character and like even if you're not a character play like an object or something like yeah that. there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that yeah. incorporation of the whole team and yeah. stuff like there's all those different things that you're getting scored on which wow. is like very crazy do they have like just scorecards that they would like, throw <laughs> no you'd only find out at the end okay like, you find out at the end of like like this was scored this I, there was, I can't remember all the who's the Simon Cow somebody just on the on the <laughs> just always on the bureau just like oh you shit one just hates improv <laughs> there is there was there was a guy. There was no, no, no. This is funny because because uh, QIG is like a part. Like, you know, just, I, I, it might have all changed. You know, the improv world of 16 years ago. Uh, QIG was like an offshoot of CIG. Like the QIG winners would go on to compete at the CIG games, mm-hmm. but they had like a slightly separate rule set. So there was like the judges from like Canadian improv games, like not officially, but like disliked the fact that QIG was kind of its own thing. So right. like. QIG teams were always, like, scored harder, okay. like, and also had a different scoring system themselves, so they would always do poorly at CIG. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah. like, it was very weird. Like and so weird you talk about, like, the Simon Cowell. So there was, like, the head of the Canadian improv games always had, like, disdain for the QIG teams. They were like, get out of here. Improv yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I miss those times. You guys should bring it back. Yeah. Bring back competitive improv, Dimitri. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you, you, you give me a time and date, I'm going to slam together something for you. I'm going to be right at the helm of the team. over here. Yeah, yeah, you know it. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, but all that to say, man, precinct, it's going to be the shit. I think yeah. I'm real excited about it. We've been putting, man, so much heart and time and, and money into this show. <laughs> but mainly, like, a large part of this, too, is just, like, we produce the hell out of this show. We've right. got live, we've got video, we've got this sweet kind of, like, HBO uh, intro that people are going to love. <laughs> it's really sweet. Uh, uh, this Our poster's going to be coming out soon. All that to say is, just, like, uh, we really want to hit this aesthetic hard, that it's, right. like, this gritty yeah, kind of Montreal-based, um, silly... Brent, weird. our director, he's yeah. on the, the, the music, too, so he cues us in with tracks sometimes to fit the mood and enhance right. certain things. Yeah, so. yeah. But we really try to make it into, like, almost a polished thing, but it's still improv, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's burst at the same I gotta say, that, like, and that must be, I mean, it must be hard, I guess, because, I mean, I, I don't want to... I don't want to tell you what you guys are doing, but no, I'm just saying, don't. presumably, you guys, as the characters, try to play it straight, mm. even though you're playing for laughs. But, like, as a character... 
you're not gonna you're not gonna crack. You're not gonna corpse. Like oh, we still do. I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. obviously no, it's impossible sure, to avoid. Sure. It's yeah. impossible I mean, to avoid it. But I'm saying, but you must be trying. Yeah, so no. Hard. With, with narrative, I really find it, it. It's more about like it's different from the other styles because it's more about trying to not be funny, and then yeah. it, it inevitably goes into a fun area yeah, and yeah, it yeah. gets crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas other improv styles more lend more to the the goofy more jokey and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like Playing different styles. Yeah, laughs almost like. So it's almost like loose sketch. Totally. Yeah. Right? Like well, yeah, well, that's what we were just talking about that before it, where – yeah, go ahead. It's like the halfway point. Like narrative improv really is like the halfway point between sketch and improv because you're writing certain parts of it too to begin yeah. with. And then – but you're making up other parts. So, yeah, yeah that, that, that like when we perform on ourselves, we have an improv team called Frank Mythic. We only do uh, narrative. Right. And like we've kind of grown up with all the same references of movies and TV. Everything. So yeah. it mm-hmm. becomes much – more inspiring and fun to just kind of riff off of those and then just, yeah. you know, and, and have that. People call of this a shitty black mirror. <laughs> That's basically the yeah, shitty yeah. black mirror. Like the it was the computer the whole time. <laughs> uh, that kind of bullshit. It's always the computer with yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but uh, uh, speaking of, of narrative, uh, kind of improv, we kind of nailed down the best in the city, I would say, oh, without yeah, joking our, around. Our other, so you're, like, you're guest stars. You have a pretty yeah, so Mark, uh, little stacked crew there. We got uh, Mark Roland. We got Alex Brown, DJ Mausner. We got uh, James McGee, who I know you're uh, good friends with. Vance Gillis. Vance Gillis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyla. Uh, Kyla, Mar- Kyla Margaret, yeah. And, and, and other, do you have any surprises? Yeah. Well, it's going to be announced soon. Yeah, we're, we're cameos. Talk to we some got people. some cameos in the works. We might play some bit, bit players. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got some maybe some uh, fringe superstars, <laughs> super hunks. Oh, wow. Super, uh, super, I was going to say super babes. Uh, super people just coming by and uh, uh, probably going to slam together a couple of things. Also, some folks from, this is mainly like a Montreal improv crowd right. that we've drawn together. But like I said, it's a narrative school, so that's kind of where we drew from. Yep. But uh, also some TSC uh, superstars, too, are going to be coming cool. down and uh, maybe helping us out. So what uh, – just give a quick quick overview, I want to say, of the cases that you guys have already presumably sure. solved. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so just give, give people, like, a, a sense of what cases you might tackle. In the yeah. Show. So uh, the first one that uh, – uh, the first show <laughs> that we tackled um, – Very Montreal. It was very Montreal, yeah. Once again, I uh, admitted to my partner Boucher that I was uh, – used to be – I used to be a part of a gang called the Fulugaru Boys, and I got a call in the middle a of motor the night. Motocross gang, yeah, too. motocross <laughs> gang, and uh, I admitted that I got a call in the middle of the night. It shook me, and uh, this was all wrapped around a case where we found a dead STM bus driver with uh, nails clippings found Which on their was body. The suggestion, yeah. Uh, so, and then it kind of unraveled into a the STM bus drivers were in cahoots. With uh, this Lugaru gang, yeah. and they were working together as an underground. Yeah, I, I ended up leaving the force. I ended up having a gun pointed at my partner's head. I had to make a choice whether or not it was going to be the Lugaru boys. A wild or... bus motocross chase scene at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it all worked out. <laughs> and everything. Well, it was, it was, uh, okay. and, and we got and we got a sweet bagel <laughs> at the end of the day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and, and then the other one what was your other. You did uh, yeah, and then there, a second time around was a murder at right outside of St. Vitor Bagels. That's right. Uh, Where murders are just all the commonplace. Yeah. Did you ever go there recently? <laughs> non murders. Yeah. Of, of a guy who was like a volunteer at the Montreal Jewish General Hospital helping sick kids. So uh-huh. we're like, who wants to kill this this guy? He was such a, a good guy. Pillar Turned out of the to community. be his ex wife, who was in love with Sergio, the bagel guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it turned into a whole mess of a, a case so neither of those are hockey related yet I feel no no we're aching for it i feel oh, like there, at there some just point. might be a shootout Keith, i am <laughs> aching for it i'm at the edge of my seat uh, this is a call out if you come to our show please suggest hockey something because oh no i tried to jam in hockey in the last show remember was i was just hockey? like oh she's got 
She's smuggling old 1998 <laughs> tapes of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, by stupid. that time, yeah. yeah right, every, right. Nobody was like, we're not doing this. We're not doing <laughs> hockey it's shit. Be hockey. I walked off stage. I, I, I had a fit. Because <laughs> it's, it's just going to be Dimitri nonstop, like, calling out players from the Canadiens that no one else on the cast knows. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be like, uh, yeah, Camilleri? No. I wish, I wish. There? I That's wish. It, so, I mean, uh, are you on Fringe or off Fringe? Is it how many shows? Six, we ten? are on Fringe. So six, we got seven, seven shows. Seven. We're going to be at the uh, Montreal Improv Space B. Our first show is June 8th at 11.15. That's a hot volunteer show if you're interested. And right after, pop on over to the 13th hour. We're going to be doing some fun stuff over there with Howl of France. Fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, also just keep an eye out for us uh, just all around Fringe because uh, we're going to be in character basically just ticketing people nice. uh, for yeah, all sorts of different reasons. Out fractions, cleaning up the streets. Yeah, we're going to clean up the streets yeah. because – I mean, I mean, the Fringe does take place mostly in the plateau, and which is the grisliest, yeah. grittiest part of town. That's right. So we usually call up these shows with uh, – you just spent 15 minutes mostly talking about your show. What other shows do you mm. want to uh, give shout-outs to? Oh, you guys? wow, wow, wow. Sure sure, the Joy's show, definitely, elsewhere. Okay. It's going to be an interesting show. We do improv with her. Yeah. Yeah, she's off fringe, and she's going to be. She's got her first show June first at the Rialto. Okay, elsewhere, uh, uh, Bangers and Mash are putting together a show Zero Days Without Crying. That's uh, Katerina Inchesi. And it's directed by Laura Buchanan, and that's uh, that's going to be a hot show to go see. That sounds, sounds like that that title just kind of hits me in the guts. I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds rough. I don't know what to expect. She's <laughs> she's deadly, uh, she's deadly funny, funny yeah. uh, but I know that she's going to probably pull up my heartstrings on that show. So and, I don't, I don't know. We're a going big fan of Laura too. I'm, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. That. She's directing the hell out of it, putting mm-hmm. a lot of work into it. Um, yeah, other than that, there's not that many other of our friends that are putting on shows, but we're excited to just get out there and see some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's daunting. Like the program is. Like yeah, it's hard. You're like, oh, what do I, what do I go yeah, to? Yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. Yeah. Jeff's show, uh, uh, things, drugs, Tommy. taught us. I yeah. think they're going to be Taught-us. putting that on. I think that's a second time. Telling show, yeah. yeah. Looks, looks like really someone told me there was a there's a, like a Chinese opera. Oh yes, show. yes, yes. And I know somebody and I was like, in that, that show. Like, what? Yeah, you know, like, that's interesting. So, yeah, exactly. You're the like, uh, monkey, the monkey king gets the their staff. Yeah, and that looks really good, man. It just, I think they really hit the nail on the head with that poster and I think that's, that's all it took for me I'll be going to check it out for yeah, sure sweet. but yeah. as soon as you have like you get such a grab bag and it's so hard to go get everything yeah for sure so awesome thanks for coming out guys thanks thank so you much. I'm looking forward to three things Those sweet, sweet piano tunes you're listening to right now come courtesy of Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude. Oh man, that was some great podcasting, wasn't it? Anyhow, be sure as always to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, add us on iTunes, buy our stuff, and basically try as hard as you can to make us happy in every single way possible. Uh, of course, be sure to check back every day on 9to5.cc for comics on Wednesdays, podcasts on Thursdays, Scott or Sophie's art on Fridays, and seriously, we'll try as hard as we can to get Zombies and Loathing, Fuck Mondays, and Templars back as soon as we can. Thanks for listening, everyone. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you?